wait no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, and it is here on this very PlayStation podcast where we talk about the latest, the greatest, and all things PlayStation each and every Thursday. And alongside me, the greatest co-host who is whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. How are you, sir? I'm doing okay, Joe. Um, only okay because I'm getting sick. Yay. Yeah, man. And it really bums because uh, we have a very exciting weekend coming up, and I hope I'm feeling better by Saturday. That's right. That's right. You have your extra life thing yeah. this Saturday coming. Uh, before we talk about all the Death Stranding review roundups, before we talk about Shuhei Yoshida getting demoted, Gio Corsi leaving PlayStation, Blizzard sort of kind of not apologizing, we do a segment each and every week called What We've Been Playing, but because you've been doing some really awesome stuff, I'm going to rename this segment for this week of What We've Been Doing. And I'm going to start with me because you met someone pretty famous. That's a story amongst itself. It is what it is, yeah. (laughs) It is what it is. Look at you. Um... Last week, I just want to just say thank you, each and every one of you uh, who stopped by, who donated, who participated in the Team Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life. Because of your support, um, last Saturday, we raised $9,563 as of recording this video right here. With all the brass tacks said and done, we are 500 shy of $10,000 raised for those big, beautiful kids Incredible. so i wanted to say thank you all yeah. so much this week hasn't been great kyle for me yeah. Yeah. but honestly i'll i'll take this whole horrible week for that amazing day because we did absolutely some great freaking work and i just want to say big shout outs to the psvg crew uh josh kevin austin thank you all so much they raised over two grand uh sean capri let me tell you something we started the day at 800 we ended it Two thousand eight hundred. Sorry, two thousand and eighty-three dollars. In so yeah, it was amazing. Again, just like we we drove up to Rome, New York. (coughs) Beautiful sights and sounds over there. Got to see the Leaning Tower of Pisa, just as you imagine. Saw the Colosseum. Had some pasta. Gladiator fights. Everything, right? Yeah, and uh, and just hanging out with my buddies was was good enough for me. But raising all that money for kids, fantastic. Absolutely, it was amazing. So good feeling. Yeah, man. And the thing is, is like during that day we had, you know, there was a big commotion about how someone was DDoSing Extra Life. Oh, what a dirtbag. I got really, uh, of course, anybody would, but I got really pissed off. Yeah. And I I needed to leave the room like multiple times just because, you know, I don't care that I drove three plus hours to get to Rome, New York. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, we're hours away from Venice, New York. And... (laughs) I don't care about that. I just, yeah. we wanted to raise money for kids, you know, and to see that even with all that negativity, we still just came out and kicked ass mm-hmm. makes me. Absolutely. Makes me feel so good. Absolutely. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, Kyle, you have an extra life this week. Would you yeah, like to man. pimp that out before we talk about sure. Matt? So this Saturday, November 9th. Uh, at 12 noon Eastern time, uh, you can find our stream uh, with the Kinda NYC family over at twitch.tv slash Kinda NYC. And you can donate at tinyurl.com slash 
kind of NYC 2019. We got a lot of cool prizes to give away, including signed Thor Ragnarok posters, signed kind of funny posters. We got a 4K Endgame Steelbook we're giving away, cool Funko Pops, a code for Luigi's Mansion 3. We got some cool Death Stranding stuff that I got at this art exhibit we're going to talk about soon that we're going to be giving away to, to folks. Um... We raised over $1,600 last year, and we wanted to crush that goal once again this year. So come on out, hang out. we got some fun things planned. It's going to be a blast. I'm excited that you're also coming out, Joe, and mm-hmm. we're going to play you know, tons of really fun games. You were a blast when you came out uh, last year for us. Um, it was a lot of fun, and I'm excited for you all to tune, out, tune in. And if you do not, I cannot stress this enough, if you do not have any money to donate, it's totally fine. We both get it. Um, but do me a favor and just share the link. Share it with people because you never know who might see it and might want to donate for this cause. Um, those big, beautiful kids need all the help they can get. And uh, let's just do it. Let's let's kick cancer in the balls. Let's do it. <laughs> let's kick it in the balls. Yo, know hashtag kick cancer in the balls. There you go. I love it. Um, so... Before we get into the the topics and all this, uh, I just want to address the elephant in the room, which is my feelings. Um, This is not the first time we're recording this episode. Uh My PC has decided that today is the day it's going to die. It wasn't connecting to the internet. It crashed Uh on us. And then trying to restart it, it won't even turn on. So um, at this very moment, if you're a video uh, watcher... (coughs) We don't know what's happening to the video portions of the show. Uh, We'll try our best to get them to YouTube. But as of right now, if you're a video watcher, please, please, please subscribe to us on uh, on Apple uh, Podcasts, on Google Play. Because right now, Mm -hmm. it seems like that is going to be the only way to get us. Which in turn turns to patreon.com slash badbit if you want to help out. Um, we really do need all the help we can get. Right now, we had to turn over to my MacBook Pro. So if you hear any PC sounds, I'm going to try my hardest to edit them out. But um, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm I'm pretty much a disaster at this point in time. So, again, I'm I'm incredibly sorry. But, uh, yeah, Things let's happen. just do this. Don't, don't I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, dude. I'm, you know, not in the best... Not in the best. Um, no, I I totally get it, but you know. you know we're here to talk PlayStation, so let's take your mind off of it for like a, the next hour or so. Let's you know talk about I'm cool things in PlayStation. Let's, let's which go. is funny. Can I just say yeah, yeah, yeah. when I was just like uh, you know you might hear some sounds. My whole college like group just decided to start bombarding <laughs> me with texts. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, Kyle, listen. Yeah. All right. PC crashes aside. Yeah. Future of the show in Jeopardy aside, sure. you met someone insanely rad eh. that it was a story so nice. We're going to tell it to you twice. You met Hideo Kojima. Did Oops. I get it right this time? No, but you're close. Hideo. Hideo. Hideo Kojima. Listen, guys, I am sorry, <laughs> Japanese audiences. I can't pronounce, you know, just my name, let alone, you know, anyone else's well, name. Well, I'm apparently. so happy where we're doing this episode because I couldn't say anyone's name yesterday on the recording. <laughs> <laughs> so true. With that, Kyle, you met Kojima yes. at the New York City Death Stranding 
art exhibit. Yes, I did. How did you get there? What was your sure. experience? Your um, top three moments. So our uh, our mutual friend Mike Talandro got an email from PlayStation. Um, don't know how he got it, and, and we did not get one. Um, but basically, inviting him for a meet and greet to meet Kojima, um, and he got a plus one, and he asked me if I would go, and I said absolutely. Uh, this sounds like a lot of fun. Um, so what I went in there, you go in and they put a bracelet on you, photo release form, all that legal mumbo jumbo. And then you walk in and there's just a bunch of Hideo quotes on walls about being creative and like a look into his thought process. And he has, uh, a case of like all of his really cool lifetime achievement awards, like including from the game awards, uh, from a, a video game. Uh, site in brazil there was like a signed bottle of dom perion which i thought was interesting i couldn't read all the signatures but i thought that was really cool um Mm -hmm. tons of character art artwork on the walls uh signed i think meds army jacket um basically Mm. really getting you into the field for death stranding and i think the top three things that i saw while i was there um, I'm a big sucker for a good soundtrack in a game. Um, so yeah. what what Kojima had there at this art exhibit were listening stations for each song in the soundtrack. And That's just awesome. I, I listened to maybe four or five of them. He had a bunch more. Um, but it was just it got me in the mood for Death Stranding. And I could totally see listening to the soundtrack while I'm playing the game. If, it, if mm-hmm. from what I've heard of this game, it's going to be a, a very lonely game as you're playing uh, a mm-hmm. lot of walking and, and um, delivering packages and stuff. So I, th- I feel like that's kind of what his thought process behind it was put some good music in and listen as you're traveling through this world. Yeah. Um, so I'm totally cool with that. The motion capture suit was pretty cool and to see the motion capture rig well, was, awesome. was awesome. Um, and then the, the last thing before I met Kojima, um, I, there was a wall of, just we see it on his social media right all the people that he's taking pictures with and meeting all these famous people he just had a wall of everyone that he's ever met and i won't get into what is on that wall whose picture is on there because that was the only place in this whole exhibit where it said no photography so i'm thinking maybe every single person that's in that picture is in the game how Um, many frames were there though like how many pictures oh jeez there must have been 50 at least Ooh, it, was, okay. it was it was a nice long wall uh there were yeah. some repeats um no spoilers here there was a lot of guillermo del toro and mads on there there was at least okay. more than one of of them together and same thing with norman but uh there were a lot of really cool faces on there that i would be mm. stoked to see in the game if that is true um and then yeah we wait in line um to go see kojima and it was very much so the plan what i wanted to do was i mm. wanted to say uh hello mr kojima or kojima san i don't know exactly how to address you uh i do a playstation show called the trophy room and it would be an honor for you to give us like a little audio uh clip to put like before the show or something like i'm hideo kojima you're listening to the trophy room something like that (laughs) Uh, so i was practicing that all morning and it was basically we wait in line hand the uh, phone over to get your picture and yeah. you just go up, you shake both uh, Kojima's hand and Yuji uh, or Yoji Shinkawa's hand, who is the mm-hmm. artist on Metal Gear Solid at Death Stranding, and his That's art's dope. incredible. You can look him up; it's insane. When you think Metal Gear Solid, you think his artwork, yeah. um, and just basically take a picture and then off you go. Um, and it was it was so worth it. It was 
Uh, a little pretentious, like they had a, uh, a replica of Kojima's studio in there, a small yeah. little replica of what the yeah. workstations were like. But you know what? I love deep dives into behind the scenes of games. Uh, that's well, why I love the Racing is? Kratos documentary of, yeah. of of God of War. Like that was amazing. When we were talking about this last time, when we were having a conversation, you're just like, "Yeah, like his work desk is there," and I'm just like, <laughs> "This guy is so up his own ass." But then you kind of think to yourself. Well, for for starters, this guy, when he's like, yeah, I'm making a new genre of game, it does sound really pretentious. But then when you think, yeah, actually, Metal Gear was like the the thing that made stuff games. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. yeah, this guy does make genres, actually. And then, yeah. like, when, when he's like, yeah, this is what my studio's like, it's kind of maybe his way of saying, this is what our offices is like. Right? Also, it's you, probably a look at how awful the Konami situation was at the end. Yeah. Maybe he's really but, proud of the culture and office that he built for exactly. Kojima Productions. And, and so I've actually come around on that, on that overnight where I'm just like, it's actually like, yeah, you've been on this journey with us. The least we can do is like to show you what you helped us achieve. And I mm-hmm. really like that as well. Yeah. So. I, and I, I really, really hope um, <laughs> that took me off guard. Uh, I'm getting a phone call from GameStop probably to tell me I can pick up Death Stranding tonight. I'm yeah. super excited. Um, <laughs> But I hope that this leads to PlayStation doing other events like this for other big games, right? Like Horizon Zero Dawn 2, uh, yeah. A God of War 2. Uh, speaking of, Corey, what are you doing to me this morning, bud? Um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of really cool like experiences of, of showing mm-hmm. the character art and behind the scenes of what it takes to make a game and cool memorabilia from that process. Like, yeah. Can you imagine The Last of Us Part 2? You walk That's in f- and there's like, mm-hmm. you know replica of like the settlement and like oh my god give it to me yeah like a model of joel and ellie and that's not out of the question because like new york city they have um or at least they had something similar but like for star wars of like here's all the wardrobe of all the things Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. here's you know uh uh queen amidala's like dresses and stuff they're beautiful and like here's one of the puppets of yoda and then i get emotional and start crying Um, if, if we're not getting a psx this would be a cool replacement yeah, it would be awesome to see, like, yeah, this is what, you know, Aloy's bow would look like in real life. That That's super cool to me. And, hell, even, like, Microsoft did that with uh, Halo, like, something point. I forget. Uh-huh. But it's not Breakpoint. I know that's, that's Tom Ghost Clancy. Recon, but it's just, yeah. like, here's the world of this video game brought to life. It's such an awesome, cool PR thing to do. Yeah, to get people jazzed, but to get the hardcore fans, like, into it. Yeah. It's really awesome. With that, Kyle, mm-hmm. let's get into the first goober, and that is the Death Stranding Review Score Roundup. The first one comes from Callie Plaguey over at GameSpot. She gave it a 9 out of 10. Death Stranding is a hard game to absorb. There are many intertwining threads to its plot, and silly names, corny moments, and heavy exposition beliefs. An otherwise very simple message. That comes through much more clearly in the game's more mundane moments, when you find a desperately needed ladder left behind by another player, or receive a letter from an NPC thanking you for your efforts. It's positive without ignoring pain. In fact, it argues in both its story and its gameplay that adversity itself is what makes things worth doing and life worth living. It's a game that requires patience, compassion, and love, and it's also one we really need right now. The next review comes from Tristan Ogilvy from IGN. Uh, Tristan gave it a 6.8 out of 10. 
There is a fascinating, fleshed-out world of supernatural science fiction to enjoy across its sprawling and spectacular map. So it's a real shame that it's all been saddled on a gameplay backbone that struggles to adequately support its weight over the full course of the journey. Ben Moore from Easy Allies gave it an 8 out of 10. Death Stranding is an easy, easy game to complain about or even be angry at, but it's also a lot more fascinating than many other more conservative works. And Matthew Cato over at Game Informer gave it a 7 out of 10. The real issue is that Death Stranding's gameplay really is as simple as it appears to be, and the elements around it, the story, combat, and lackluster mission objectives aren't satisfying enough to anchor the title and get players invested. Hmm. That's interesting. So... Kind of like what we expected it to be. Mm-hmm. It's very, you know, from from what I understand, this is a new genre. Mm-hmm. Like, this is something you've never played before. But that doesn't necessarily equal out to a game that is engaging for everyone, right? So with that, um, I went to the Trophy Room Twitter, like you can too, PS Trophy Room on Twitter, asking this question. Uh, have any of the Death Stranding reviews convinced you to pick up the game? 15% say uh, yes. Mm. It's a day one purchase. Another 15% said waiting to watch streams of people playing Death Stranding. Okay. Uh, 36% say waiting for a sale. And then 33% saying nope. It's a hard pass. Now, with that, we have uh, uh, some folks over at the MPD group saying they don't know necessarily what this game is going to sell like. It could be a heavy hitter. It could be somewhere in in a mid-tier success, or Mm -hmm. it could kind of be low depending on how people (coughs) absorb these, these reviews. So seeing the polls, are you surprised by people's reactions to Death Stranding? Uh. No, because I feel mm. like th- it's the same reactions even before the reviews came up. Right. I-, I think because of all these po- these uh, weird trailers that we get where we still don't really know what's going on, um, there's still a lot of trepidation when it comes to saying if they're all in or, or even just straight up buying it just to like see what it's about. Um, yeah. I don't think the reviews really swayed it one way or the other because like we read here... It's running a very big gamut of scores and different viewpoints, and um, that kind of excites me, uh, actually, because I want a game where I can kind of get my own opinion on it, right? Which Mm. I know you should for whatever game you play, but knowing that different people are getting different things out of it is exciting to me, and um, I'm I'm still so in to go get it. All right, all right. Yeah, for me, I think you're. I think you hit the nail on the head here. I think anybody that wanted to buy it, there's still there's you know if you're a Kojima fan, you're yeah. still interested, right? Like we were talking uh, on the phone the other day, like there there were people stretched out online for hours at the UK event. Yep, people are excited for this game. People were so, crying yesterday when they were in the same room as Kojima. He yeah. has that kind of effect on on gamers. Yeah, and again, you could be like this guy's, you know, smelling his own farts and calling it the greatest thing ever, but he is a legend in the industry. Yeah, he's a gaming rock star. Yeah, and so, like, for me, that does still carry weight, and I think, I think, wait until after the game's out and people are playing this game to actually see what Death Stranding is really all about, (laughs) uh, and to see how, when... 
you know, the true audience gets in there, what people create and how they help each other through this world and through the terrain. I think that is going to be more telling than anything. And Famous Seamus asks this. He writes in via PS Trophy Room on Twitter or the Casa de Bad Bit Discord server. And he asks, so Death Stranding is out. Do you think all the buildup was worth it? Do you think the buildup was worth it, Kyle? All this and now here's the game. Yeah, I do. It feels like an event for me, actually, mm. um, because of the situation where Death Stranding came out of, right? Kojima being uh, basically forced out of Konami and, and leaving, and they kind of, like, told him he couldn't talk or do anything for a while. He, it felt like he was in, in gaming prison. And mm. the fact that he came out at E3, one of the most baller-ass entrances of anybody on any E3 coming down with the LED floor lighting up as he walks um, and, you know, being blown away how quickly he had a trailer ready for this game to show us. Um, I think the hype was worth it. This feels like a a new experience in, in mm. gaming, really. And I, I'm, I'm so... I am so ready. I, 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 think it, I think it was worth it, for sure. Yeah, I, I'm ready... I want something different. You know, I was just playing Call of Duty. I was just getting angry and frustrated. I'm like, yeah. you know what? I could kind of use a chill game right now. If this mm-hmm. is what Death Stranding's all about. I'm in for it. And I think the best review I've read for it to give me an actual idea of what I'm going into is a skilled up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Watch his review. It's 21 minutes long. It's a long one, but it's really, I, I get the sense of what that game is now. You know, I think to just take a snippet, and I'm just paraphrasing, you know, he's like, if if you're the type of person that loved to, you know, jump up and glitch up the walls in, in Mountains of Skyrim, if you loved the exploration acts, aspects of Breath of, the, of Breath of the Wild, this is going to be the game for you. Yeah. And that got me way more excited than anyone else trying to trying to be poetic with this game rather than kind of tell me what the closest comparison is to. Mm -hmm. So I'm up for it. I'm down for it. Kyle, I have a question for you, sir. Yeah. I have the $200 edition. Oh boy. Uh, I think this PC is kind of pushing me over the edge. I, I, I don't think I can do it, Kyle. (laughs) Yeah. I I also think you shouldn't do it (laughs) because of that reason. Yeah. Now I'm saying it to myself. It doesn't make much sense. So (laughs) dang. It looks like yeah. It looks like I'll be getting like the normal edition. But, I'll see, but I'll even see so, can. even without your PC, uh, yeah, craziness um, aside, you don't seem super high in the game. So why spend that much money for something you don't know you're actually gonna like fall in love with? You know what I mean? Yeah, and that and my and my other my other big gripe with it as well is like the baby in the jar. <laughs> Yeah. Let's just take let's just say, you know what, I convince a lady, I'm I'm chatting her up at a bar and I'm like, let me take it back to my place. Things are getting hot and heavy and then like you know, she just turns around in my room while we're knocking shit over. She accidentally knocks over the oh, baby jar. God, no. Baby jar breaks. It's fucking crawling out. Oh no. <laughs> and she's just like piecing out at that point, you know? Oh, be like, man. I can explain, it's a collector's edition. And she'd be like, What? <laughs> <laughs> oh man no i yeah i actually kind of want to see that i want to yeah. see the, the aftermath of, of that <laughs> all right then i'm gonna go get it there you go <laughs> just buy the baby like on secondhand market when you can there you go there yeah you go. there'll probably be a better baby you know what i mean <laughs> better uh baby. kyle 
with all this talk of Kojima, let's get into the next bit of goober, and that is uh, from my best friend, Brianna Reeves. Over at PS Lifestyle. PS Lifestyle. Head of global second-party games and Vita champion, Gio Corsi, leaves Sony. Gio Corsi, who previously served as head of global second-party games for PlayStation, has announced his departure from Sony. According to a post on his personal Twitter account, Corsi left the company last week. For now, he's taken a bit of a break, though he does plan on returning to the industry in the future. Corsi has yet to to detail what his next job venture may entail. Corsi shared the news in a brief Twitter thread starting with the following tweet, quote, It's been a hell of a ride, but last week was my final one at PlayStation. I'm taking some time off, but I will be back in games soon enough. I'm extremely proud of all the amazing things we accomplished. Big love to everyone past and present who made my time there truly special, end quote. So, Kyle, we're, we're about to then get into the next scoop. Uh, yeah. Let's actually do this. Let's do this. These two people at the same exact absolutely. Time. And you know what's yeah. really funny? Because you know you said at the beginning of the episode we recorded this last night, and one of the things was I swear to God, if this person ever leaves, I'm gonna be really upset. <laughs> and what ends up happening, Kyle? Shuhei Yoshida isn't Sony's head of Worldwide Studios anymore. This comes from Brian Ashcroft over at Kotaku. Since 2008, Shuhei Yoshida has been the president of SCE Worldwide Studios. Today, Sony announced that Yoshida will be stepping down to focus on a new initiative to nurture independent developers. In his place, Guerrilla Games co-founder Herman Hulst will take over as SCE Worldwide Studios' head. In an official release, Sony announced that this is effective immediately. Quote, Herman is one of the most effective and well-respected leaders in the video game industry. He is a passionate advocate for the teams he leads and understands how to empower creative talent to build great experiences, Jim Ryan, president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, said in a statement. Worldwide Studios is a critical part of the future success of the company, and we must deliver on the promise we have made to gamers to create imaginative and exciting content that is truly unique to PlayStation. I have no doubt Herman can lead our teams to deliver compelling and diverse experiences at a steady cadence, end quote. Guerrilla Games released Horizon Zero Dawn on PS4 in 2017. Hulse has been serving as the studio's managing director, quote, I have worked closely with PlayStation and the entire Worldwide Studios family since 2001, and I have the utmost respect and admiration for the creative talent and ambitious ambitious ideas within the network of studios across the U.S., Europe, and Japan, said Hulst. I am beyond excited to have the opportunity now to lead such an inspired and talented team whose singular mission is to build amazing games for PlayStation fans, end quote. Sony described the new initiative that Yoshida is heading up as ensuring that PlayStation better support or better supports independent developers. Quote, mm-hmm. I am thrilled to announce Shu Yoshida as head of this new initiative, Ryan added. Everybody knows just how passionate Shu is about independent games. They are the lifeblood of the industry, making our content portfolio so special for our gamers. These wildly creative uh, experiences deserve focus and a champion like Shu at PlayStation who will ensure the entire SIE organization works together to better engage with independent developers through a culture of supporting and celebrating their contributions to PlayStation platforms, end quote. So, that's a lot of people leaving. So first, Geo Corsi has exited PlayStation. Let's first talk about that fast because what did this mean for Sean Layden? Sean Layden get, didn't get a you know see you later 
guys. <laughs> he yeah. got mm-hmm. he he got removed. It seems like it's silent. He was just liking replies of people telling him best of luck. He didn't have this moment of like I've been serving this comp- company for decades. It's yeah, been yeah. amazing. Blah blah blah. Um, is this telling to you that Gio Corsi gets to have this exit and Sean Layden doesn't? Uh, yeah, I definitely. There's something fishy. There's more to Layden's exit that we don't know about. Um, mm-hmm. And it's very odd to me um, mm. because I, I think it would be it would make more sense to allow him to speak about his time at PlayStation because he was there for so long and he did so much for the brand. Uh, so I, I can just only imagine we'll get like a tell-all book in like 10 years or so <laughs> and it, yeah. of what really went down. Um, but yeah. Part, a part of me thinks he's at Stadia. Like I'm, I'm mm. not even kidding you. As like a non-compete thinks... thing? Um, he he has a non-compete cause because why else be silent? Mm-hmm. Like why else if it wasn't a divorce and it was just like, hey, listen, I don't like this direction. I'm just gonna go. Then you could have a little like here's a little type up, right? Yeah. But since it's 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 it seemed like they press the eject button. And he's just flying forty feet in the air. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. to me, it's it's it is a pause for concern for Layden's half of where he's going. Yeah. Geo, I do think he's, he's taking some time off. I do think Shuhei's role now, as if we're now playing now, if I was Shu, as we know, Shuhei Yoshida used to be the president of first party studios. <laughs> um, he, I think he's taken Geo Corsi's role. And mm-hmm. I think this is very much, um, you know, Jeff Grubb over at, Venture Beat put out an article, uh, and I just didn't want to put it into the show because we'd just be reading all the time. But he he pretty much stated that this is this is Sony doing the same strategy. The if it don't it ain't broke, don't fix it approach of Shuhei's job is to court indies, yeah, and it's to get them on the platform mm-hmm. to grow the platform so that then the AAA games come out in a year or two afterwards they start trickling out they start becoming these big heavy hitters with a bigger install base that means they're going to see more profits out of those games so what do you think of a shoe taking what seemingly is could be wrong but geo's mantle um i'm actually okay with this um Mm -hmm. uh because shoe is that you know, he's beloved for how he champions games, right? And yeah. what better person to go out to these indie smaller studios and games than Shuhei and to get them on board to come to PlayStation? Because I believe, and I could totally be wrong, and maybe I'm making this up, but I believe last year or maybe earlier this year, there were some talks like that PlayStation wasn't really giving a whole lot of love to indies. Um, right. Something that they were doing very well early in the PS4 life cycle. And then it just kind of, for whatever reason, petered out and they weren't doing so well. So what better way to make it come back up on the upswing heading into PS5 yeah. than yeah. having Shu be the one to control that and that's nothing against geo and anyone else that was doing that just something maybe have just gotten muddled in that messaging um Mm -hmm. and shoes perfect for this role and yeah i think he is as well like again he he is a face for a lot of of many developers and and fans alike and so he is a champion of all these really weird and different games and i think that's what you really you need for an indie role yeah and so to see him take a uh damon baker 
uh, like like role at Nintendo, what he used to do, the head of indies, seeing Shu at that role gives me a lot of faith that he's going to go out there and pitch PlayStation as the place you want to put your indies in. Because, yeah, there has been that idea, right, of like, okay, all of a sudden, overnight, the Switch came out. Let's not be fanboys here. Mm-hmm. And it just decimates yeah. everything. Yeah. In terms of, of the indie audience. Yep. Because it is just so convenient. It feels right to play games on a Switch that are indie-based. Because you grew up with a Super Nintendo or a Sega Genesis. Uh, and you know, and you, you're playing those types of experiences of 16, 32-bit um, you know, games. Or 64-bit yeah. games. Mm-hmm. Like You're playing those low-poly count, count games on your Nintendo when you were a kid. Makes sense on the Switch. So to see Shu go, okay, let's, let's be competitive in the indie market again. Gets me excited. Because... PlayStation knows how to be competitive with indies. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw it in the beginning of this generation. And again, it was just the bigger games like God of War that took that attention away. So I think mm-hmm. you're 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 dead right. I'm I'm not I'm not at all worried about the changing no. guard. And yeah. and this is I mean, we've talked about Shu, but what a great choice to put Herman Hulse in in charge of all these other studios. Like uh they mentioned in in um in this article alone how he works so well with his team and he allows yeah. them to be creative um which is how we got horizon zero dawn he took a chance right yeah. and what better way uh, uh, or what what better person to be in charge of all these major studios and to allow those teams to complete their vision um yeah. and yeah. that's the thing too is you know He's based in the Netherlands, um, mm-hmm. and over there they don't. It's a very, um, for ba- lack of better words, um, and, and you know I'll be corrected on Twitter later. But it's kind of a more um, socialist, like group think mentality mm-hmm. of there is no leader there. Yeah, there is not one person that is. Here's the guy that's running everything at, at Gorilla. It's a a a co op of. Yeah. It, of people that are, hey, I'm in the 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 lead design role. Hey, I'm just handling finance. No one's the true head. So to see Hulse take this position means that he he's going to be very willing of letting creators just create, be very laissez-faire about it. And that gets me really excited because I think we saw with this generation as well, you know, there was a more laissez-faire approach to how games were being made, a lot more risks were being taken, and to see, yeah, yeah someone being promoted and, from and, Gorilla and just seeing, awesome. you know, with this news today, Herman is now uh, head of Worldwide Studios. You got at Gorilla, there was a void to fill in Herman, and they picked three people from the team, and they're all studio heads, which exactly. which goes with the whole thing. We're we're working as a team here. No, there's no yeah. one person in charge. You know, let's promote creativity, and there's no mm-hmm. bad ideas type thing. And I think at the end of the, at the end of the day as well, it really just does show you the merger that is the European offices with the North American offices, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, you have the heads of all all different regions working together, and I think that's really awesome to see. Yeah. So, I'm actually coming out of this pretty positive, unless yeah. something awful happens. I don't know. It, like it would have been awful if the news this morning was Shuhei is just no longer with Sony. Yeah. That I mean, listen, that, that day will come. It will that come. That day will for come. For sure. You know? 
Uh, but not they are what we grow beyond. Five. Yeah. Uh, that's the, also real quick that's since we're, we're talking about these studio heads, it's not the news yeah. story, and I mentioned it before. Corey, what are you doing over there at Santa, Santa Monica? Have you seen this? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen this this morning? He changed his header. He put like an end transmission with some with Morse code stuff, and one of them spells out S I E. I don't know. There's a five mm-hmm. five. Could be a date. Uh, could this also mean that maybe Herman is allowing them to go do that canceled space game? Because there's a lot of space imagery and Ooh. stuff. Who knows? Corey, hit me up, man. <laughs> hit me up. Tell us here at the trophy room. Give us an exclusive. What's going on? Because I'm super intrigued. Give us the scoop, man. Yeah. But you know what? Let's talk about some PlayStation Now, shall we? Oh, oh, we're skipping down to PlayStation Now? Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. What was the other thing? Uh Eddie McCoo at GameSpot writes, Horizon Zero Dawn 2 seems even more likely. Horizon Zero Dawn was a critical and commercial success, so it's been somewhat surprising that Sony has yet to announce a sequel. That remains the case, but now yet another piece of evidence has emerged that Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is in development. A job listing at Guerrilla Games for a technical vegetation artist specifically mentions that the candidate would be working on creating the stunning environments of Horizon. Given that Horizon is more than two years old now, it seems likely that this job ad is for a new Horizon game, potentially a sequel. The job ad states that Guerrilla has a total of four teams dedicated to making the environments of Horizon. Guerrilla has numerous open positions on its website, but this is seemingly the only one that directly mentions Horizon. Other job ads mention that Guerrilla is working on a new open world game, and that could be yet another reference to Horizon Zero Dawn 2. 2017's Horizon Zero Dawn was a big change for Guerrilla, as the studio previously made the first-person shooter franchise Killzone. Guerrilla reportedly has multiple internal development teams, and one of these is said to be working on a multiplayer game that some people believe could be a new Killzone. Guerrilla hired Rainbow Six Siege's director Simon LaRouche to work on a new project at the studio. LaRouche's history, people believe, this may be a multiplayer game. Guerrilla, which is based in the Netherlands, recently announced plans to grow in size to 400 or more developers, with the aiming of releasing new games every two or three years, according to WCCF Tech. The studio also created the Decima engine, which Hideo Kojima used for his new game, Death Stranding. Janina Gavankar, who played Tatai in Horizon Zero Dawn's Frozen Mm -hmm. Wilds expansion, said at an event earlier this year that a sequel to Horizon is on the way. Quote, It's incredible. Wait till you see the sequel, she said. You're going to die. I know some secrets, end quote. Whatever project Gorilla, whatever projects Gorilla, which is owned by Sony, is indeed working on, it seems likely they'll be released on the upcoming PlayStation 5. That console launches in holiday 2020. So I think this also goes to show why uh, why he's in the position he's in right now, mm-hmm. right? Um, you're seeing a studio like Gorilla handling multiple IPs as we speak. And it looks like they're going swimmingly enough to give a uh, host, right? Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, it's going to take me time to get used to that name, but it's, it's going to, you know, it, it shows that he is capable of handling these mm-hmm. projects and to see games like Horizon Zero Dawn and Gorilla stand side by side with the likes of Killzone. Awesome to see. Yeah. Kyle, my question for you is actually a question that comes Yet again, from the, the most famous Seamus I've ever met in my entire life. And he asks, what do you, well, sorry, what improvements do you want to see in Horizon Zero Dawn 2? Do you want to play as Aloy again or play as another character and have Aloy as a secondary 
character. Uh, I, uh, Seamus, I appreciate the question, but uh, there's no way Aloy is a secondary character. I want Aloy as the playable character. Uh, that that sounded way more antagonistic than I meant it, Seamus. I love you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why it came out that way. Uh, yeah, Aloy is Horizon Zero Dawn in my eyes, and I don't. Yeah. And I think when you you're compared to a game like The Last of Us, Last of Us was a story of Joel and Ellie. Horizon mm-hmm. Zero Dawn is is Aloy. So I yeah. want I want to see where her story continues. I would love to see maybe some more prequel to the uh, I believe it was the Calamity. Yeah, um, man, I'm remembering all these things. Last night I couldn't remember anything. Uh, I want to see what happened before the calamity um, in, yeah. in the sequel, and maybe where that this continues for Aloy. Like maybe go to different areas um, and see what the other civilizations in this post calamity world is like. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we saw that in in the in the game itself. No spoilers, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's been a couple of years now. Um, I would love to see, you know, where where she is right now. See her go to somewhere like Las Vegas or go somewhere like, you know, San Francisco and yeah. see how tribes are living in that post-apocalyptic world. Because <clears throat> the awesome thing about Horizon Zero Dawn is it does take after that fallout idea of this is a post-apocalyptic game and fallout plays on, you know, plays on the tropes of the 40s, 50s and all that. Um, and so people still act and, you know, still listen to 50 style music. For me, what I like about Horizon Zero Dawn is that, no, some of these buildings are still here. They're ruins, mm-hmm. but they're being used way differently. And there's a yeah. scene uh, in, in Horizon Zero Dawn where it it's... It's a, a baseball field that is being used as like a just a camp for just warriors. Yeah, you know, like a huge encampment. So that would be cool to see how somewhere like San Francisco, see what the you know the the um, the Golden Gate Bridge looks like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, x amount of years into the future, that'd be freaking dope to me. Yeah, and as far as like gameplay stuff, like the melee for sure needs to be yeah. reworked. Um, I would love more in-depth of, like, the scanning and, and component stuff. I think that was a cool thing in the first one. Um, mm-hmm. Like, when you can, like, specifically pick off the components uh, of the enemies. I would love to see that maybe be more in-depth and added to. Um, yeah. Side missions would be, I think, would be another one. I want more of them. I want them to feel uh, bigger. And those people that you do side missions for, I would love for them to be, like, companions like Mass Effect. Uh, which, by the way, happy and seven day to you and yours. Um, I, I I want like loyalty missions with those companions. So maybe like the last mission, they will be there with you, fighting alongside you, depending on how well you do in the side missions. I just I want more of that in games. I want yeah. more of like treating these NPCs not just as quest givers, but as people that can join your your party and help yeah. you out. Yeah, oh, yeah, I would like that. I'd like branching paths. I would yeah. like true consequences to to my actions i would like to see horizon you know they took a lot from uh games like far cry i would like them to take things more from games like the witcher Mm. that's 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 what i would really like from that game so yeah uh i'm pumped i think we all saw this coming so with that kyle let's get to the next goober on the list alex gibson over at twinfinite writes playstation now adds more games to its growing library 
Sony is continuing to bolster PlayStation Now's library today with a selection of critically acclaimed titles. Persona 5, Middle Earth, Shadow of War, and Hollow Knight are available to subscribers of the game streaming service from today. Today's wave of new games is all part of Sony's recent initiative to bring PlayStation Now up to speed ahead of the launch of rival game streaming platforms like Microsoft's Project xCloud. Elsewhere today, PlayStation Now Senior Marketing Director Brian Dunn listed last month's most played games on the service, which are as follows. Grand Theft Auto V, God of War, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, Infamous Second Son, and Rocket League. No surprise to see the three new games that hit, the three yep. huge games that hit PS Now mm-hmm. are the most popular. Um, Kyle, what do you think about this list of games? What are What's the game you're most excited to see hit PlayStation Now? What's the game that you think's going to get people in the door? Um, so because the other two are already available on Game Pass, mm-hmm. um, Persona 5 is a huge get for PlayStation Now. It is yeah. a, a top-tier exclusive title. Four PlayStation Five, oh, oh my God, PlayStation Four, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it's crazy. I didn't even connect. Like I didn't even correct you. That's how. That's how like on the path we are right now. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those exclusive titles that everyone's heard so much about, and yeah, this is like the perfect chance to go try it. Like, yeah, it's a hundred hour plus game. I have it sitting over there on my shelf. I haven't finished it myself, but. It is a fantastic, one of the best RPGs I've ever played, um, yeah. and more people need to play it. So this is great. Yep, yep. Uh, at goal number two on our Patreon, if we hit it, uh, I'm going to be going doing a deep dive on Persona 5. So yeah. I'm excited to finally get into it. Uh, maybe, sort of, I don't know. But it's awesome to see Persona 5. I think, it, to me, it is the one that's going to hit hardest. It is the one I'm excited to see the most because mm-hmm. that's a PlayStation exclusive that right there yeah. that really does matter, that a lot of people have heard about and maybe not dip their toes into. And it's great if you're playing on the go. This is a turn-based game, Yeah. right, for the most part. So, like, it's, it's not a... It's not Twitch based, mm-hmm. so this is going to be really forgiving if you're on the go with it. And I'm actually, I'm not going to lie. Now, after finishing that sentence, really, really interested in trying yeah. it out on the go. And I think so. the other, the the real core of Persona games is like managing your time outside of, of going through these dungeons and like going to class and forging friendships with your 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 party. And that. I would love to do on the go. And yeah, mm-hmm. I know you I can hear you screaming through the headphones at me, listeners. I know Persona 4 Golden is a thing. It's on my Vita over there. I know I can get that <laughs> on the go. But right, but Persona 5 it, with its no. with its awesome soundtrack and its yeah. visuals and really cool characters, it's a no-brainer. I think that's a great I actually think that's a great argument to be had. That's really great. One problem uh, I have with Persona and Persona fans, and maybe you all could talk to me about this but we've been talking about who's the best girl right <laughs> yeah um and, and they're all pretty attractive you know what i mean like let's let's call a spade a spade even joker he's a cute little twink and uh oh god <laughs> they're kids i didn't i, I found know. that out yeah yeah? <laughs> yeah so why on god's green earth are we talking about internet fix it okay because i walked into something totally blind <laughs> all right <laughs> Now I feel like I'm going to jail. So, Kyle, uh, as the police knock on my door, would you like to hear, or sorry, read the next Goober for us? Uh, sure. Cecilia D. Anastasio over at Kotaku writes, We move too quickly. 
Blizzard president apologizes for Hong Kong incident. Before BlizzCon's opening ceremony, Blizzard president J. Allen Brack somberly addressed the crowd with an apology for Blizzard's harsh punishment of Hearthstone Esports Pro Pro Chung Blitz Chung Y. Uh, Blizzard had the opportunity to bring the world together in a tough Hearthstone Esports moment about a month ago, and we did not, said Brack. Quote, we moved too quickly in our decision making, and then, to make matters worse, we were too slow to talk with all of you, said Brack. We didn't live up to the high standards that we really set for ourselves, end quote. Brack went further. I'm sorry, and I accept accountability, he said. In October, Blizzard announced it would suspend Chung from Hearthstone Esports for one year and rescind his prize money after he made a statement in support of the Hong Kong protesters. The move spurred a huge controversy, which even reached the ears of U.S. senators and Congress members. It would be days before Blizzard commented on the affair. Blizzard reversed their decision, giving back Chung's prize money and reducing his suspension. Said Brack today, quote, we will do better going forward, but our actions are going to matter more than any of these words. All right. First thing that I kind of find fucked up. All right. <laughs> Let's hit this Go. one right here. And I'm going to hit it out of the park. When I thought of this man um, and all the words and all the mumbo jumbo that's been going on, immediately I think of the devil. I think of what does a oh, business man. devil look like? We're going there. He looks like Andrew Wilson. Mm. That's what I was thinking mm. in my head. That's what mm-hmm. I was picturing. Mm-hmm. And to see Brack come out and look like a mechanic by day, <laughs> hair metal lead guitarist by night. Uh-huh. Shocking. <laughs> 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 totally shocking. This guy has longer hair than my mother, which is fine. But like you're an executive. You know what I mean? I've never seen an executive with a ponytail. Oh, you know, that's yeah. like a man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he looks. All right. <clears throat> Kyle, what do, you... <laughs> what do you think about this news? What do you take? Do you take their apology? Do you see Diablo 4? Do you see Overwatch 2? It gets you tempted to turn to the dark side. What is your thoughts here? I still I still think it's kind of messed up um, mm-hmm. for what they did to Blitzchung. Um, yeah. I, I think it's a little too little too late i can see it strictly just as pr stuff um yeah it's really hard for me to look past it after mm. because we live we, we live in a society no we're not going that way uh <laughs> we just we live in a world where we value you know free speech right what do you believe in and the yeah. fact that they punish someone for doing that um and so harshly it is and and the fact that they just kind of stepped back and didn't really answer like he said yeah. Until needed. It it seems uh, superficial to me. Okay. Um, but no, yeah, and I think a that's a great argument, though. Like, yeah. I think that I think if you come out of this and going, that wasn't good enough. Totally right there with you, dude. If you're like, OK, that did enough for me. Awesome. If you still don't care, that's fine. You're the consumer. You're, you're yeah. the one calling the shots here. Um, for me, this is the apology I expected from Blizzard. And it is also the apology that I was down with. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, hear me out, please. Put your pitchforks down for a second here. The reason why I'm down with this is because Blitz Chung is down with this. You know, he he is right now on a professional team for Hearthstone. He saw the bottom line just like how Blizzard ha- saw their bottom line and saying, "Hey, listen, if we do this, China's going to pull all pull all of our games from sale." And that is 12% of our income just 
completely evaporated overnight, which means layoffs, right? Um, and then at the same exact time, we see Blitz Chung going, well, listen, if I can't have a game to play, I'm kind of SOL. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have to do this. So to see the the last few weeks, Blizzard still being like, no, you broke our rules, but we were too harsh. One year was too long. Here's your money back. I, just like Blitz Chung, would like the punishment to be less less severe, but I'm not going to have what, what I want, right? It is a compromise. Would I like more of it? Yes. But Blitz Chung could have pulled a Gandhi-ass move saying, no, this isn't good enough. Free Hong Kong, revolution of our time, and then kept on fighting. But it seems like he's okay with it. So I'm okay with it. If the guy being affected is all right with this, then I'm okay with it. And, you know, a lot of people talk about the shoutcasters. I don't know anything about shoutcasting. I I don't I don't know. I still think that's a messed up move. Mm-hmm. To me, this changes my relationship with Blizzard. You know this more than anybody, Kyle. Yes. I love I Blizzard more than anything. Yeah. Last night, I did a five-minute <laughs> just play-by-play. You sure of, did. Of Sylvanas Windrunner. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Let's get started again. Banshee Queen herself going head-to-head I with need, the usurper I, himself. I need a interrupt uh, Warcraft lore button. Yes. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Boulevard Far Dragon. He's a new Lich King, but who knows? So here's the thing. I love Blizzard. And... I love their games and what they represent, but the company doesn't represent those ideals, which has me still conflicted. I don't know if I'm out here saying, okay, on one hand, Blitzchung's okay with it. Maybe that means I'm okay with it, Mm -hmm. but it is still not good enough. But at the same exact time, I'm still searching things on Google, knowing completely well that they censor everything in China for the government. I'm completely okay with using my iPhone that I know takes away apps that help protesters. I'm o- completely okay with you know Microsoft doing the same exact thing. I'm completely okay with PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo censoring their content in China. Totally okay with that. Where is my line in the sand? Mm-hmm. I don't know anymore. And it's uncomfortable. It really is. And um, and that's what I've kind of been reeling with the past few days. Because it's not a simple yes or no. I, I don't think... I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Because mm-hmm. I don't like the Chinese government. But if they take over one day... I love you guys. <laughs> Please don't kill me. Uh, you know, I'm not a fan of them. Uh, I want the people to be free. But at the same exact time, I'm okay paying half the price for my iPhones. Well, knowing that there's a guy in Foxconn trying to toss himself off a building because of it. Mm. Uncomfortable, right? I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. But that's the reality of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. So at the end of the day, I'm uncomfortable by it. I I still don't know. I it, the future of what Blizzard does from here till the next release of whatever game um will tell. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. They got a lot of got a lot of work to do to get a lot of people in their good graces again. Exactly, exactly. And with that Kyle, let's get to the next scooper. I want to be happy again. Joseph Yaden over at PS Lifestyle writes Call of Duty Modern Warfare Ghost Recon Breakpoint among October's most downloaded PS4 games. More good news for Activision and Infinity Ward. 
Call of Duty Modern Warfare was October 2019's most downloaded PS4 game in North America. While this might not come as a shock, it is interesting that Ghost Recon Breakpoint was the month's second most downloaded game, despite Ubisoft being disappointed with its sales and critical reception. Continuing down the list, The Outer Worlds took the number three spot, proving the space-themed RPG was a huge success for Obsidian Entertainment. New release PS4 exclusives Concrete Genie and Medieval didn't even manage to crack the top 20. The following are the top five games um, of the uh, the October digital PlayStation storefront. Sorry, I ha- had a brain fart. Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Break- Breakpoint, The Outer Worlds, EA Sports, FIFA 20, and shocker, not really, Minecraft PlayStation 4 Edition. <laughs> Dude, this is crazy. So first off, <coughs> it, we can we can now say as much as we like uh, Concrete Genie, a flop. And I think it's we a shame. can see the tea leaves. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a goddamn shame. Um, you know what else and, is also a shame, Jay? Joe? I called what's you Jay. Um, guess what also is not on this list? What? Control. Uh, <laughs> I'm so angry by the game. Buy yeah. the damn Buy game. Buy the damn game. It's so simple. Um, but Medieval's not on the list, too, which, okay. that It had a couple days it, only. Yeah, it only yeah. had, like, a, yeah. A, yeah. So that's not a big surprise. Um, the big shockers, Tom Clancy Breakpoint, right? Yeah. Like, that that was a disastrous launch. According you know, you to them, yeah. It. And so to see, you know, and we were talking about, well, will they even patch this game? It looks like there is an audience so it looks like they will patch this game, seeing how successful this this launch which makes me think: what is a disappointment to them? Yeah, what do they too. consider a disappointment? If it's number two, uh, right after Call of Duty, and also like uh, having Call of Duty released in October is weird, right? It's usually yeah. a November game. So if Call of uh, Duty stuck... blackout, uh, Black Ops, I think oh okay, it's been, yeah. but like if it usually kept with it if call of duty released in november ghost recon breakpoint would be the number one game yeah and it would still be a disappointment something they have some really high high bars up there it's awesome um, though to see uh, the outer worlds at number three yo for sure i I, mm-hmm. I mean from whatever i see of it it's strictly xbox xbox buying a plan game pass right. all that stuff i want I, I and i i, I don't even wonder i believe we could safely say Game Pass probably helped this game sell yeah. on PlayStation. Yeah, absolutely. You know, seeing seeing all the social media posts, and then you're like, "Oh shit, it's also on PlayStation," or yeah. not knowing that it's on Game Pass and just thinking it's on, on PlayStation or whatever have you. That's huge. So I do wonder what the future of Outer Worlds looks like. Is that a Xbox exclusive? I don't know. Well, Obsidian know. is now Xbox, so exactly they're traders. You know, if I were Shu, what is their fate? You don't want to know. Oh, well, if you were Shu, go pick up an indie studio and call it Knobsidian. And have them make Outer Worlds, too. There you go. Or, like, Interworlds. There you go. The Interworlds. We're going in like Osmosis Jones. Oh, my God. Just make an Osmosis Jones Yo, shout out to Emmett Watkins. He pitched that game to me on a Best Friends Talk Funny episode, and I was all in. That game sounds rad. Let's do it, dude. Osmosis Jones, get Emmett as the creative director. Yep, let's do it. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. <clears throat> Kyle, are you holding on to something? My water. Good. 
Prepare the drop each and every week. PlayStation drops the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation onto the PlayStation storefront. The only problem is that there are way too many great games to list off. So Joseph and Kyle each pick a game of their choosing to talk about. This week, my pick is I got a need. I got a need for speed. Need for speed heat. Hustle by the day and risk it all at the night in need for speed heat a thrilling race experience that pits you against the city's rogue police force as you battle your way into the street races racing elite kyle did you know this game is coming out (laughs) no i had no idea (laughs) i had no clue it is nuts it is nuts. This game was announced back in August, and we're like, whoa, shit, it kind of looks pretty cool. Yeah. And then today. Yeah. What? For, for, for a franchise, <laughs> like, is synonymous for racing for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Craziness. Yeah. Craziness. So, Need for Speed Heat, and it looks good. I'm interested in it, and we're going to talk sure. about it in a sec. So, Kyle. Yeah. What's your game? I mean, obviously, it's Death Stranding, but I want to give a special shout out to a little game called Valfaris. After mysteriously vanishing from galactic charts, the fortress of Valfaris has suddenly reappeared in the orbit of a dying sun. Once mm. a self-contained paradise, the grandiose c- citadel now plays host to an ever-growing darkness. This game looks rad. I saw it on my YouTube feed. Uh, PlayStation put out the official trailer. It is a 2D action platformer with a heavy metal soundtrack, and you're kicking aliens ass all over the screen and it got rave reviews um at least in the trailer like nines eight eight point fives like it sounds dope um so mm-hmm. i am so excited to check that out especially in a week where you're getting a big game from playstation right yeah. so and you know shoes now doing indie stuff go check out an indie for sure there you go there you go. And now, instead of Andrew has a snail mail because we uh, trickled the the questions in mm-hmm. the topics this week, which I love, by the way. Yeah. If you have a question, if something happened this week in games, please just shout us out at Mr. Badbit, at Ninja 73 at PS Trophy Room, or just ask it in the Casa de Badbit Discord, and we will talk about it on the show because that's what I love. When we have questions, when the audience is part of the show, man, it's the best. But to replace that, we have some Black Friday update news oh in a segment I like to call, Yay, Capitalism. Yay. With that, <clears throat> we got some highlights, <laughs> y'all. PlayStation 4 Ooh. at Give Target. It Give it to me. PS4 bundled with The Last of Us Remastered. Fortified God of War. Classic. Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition. Classic. 200 bucks. Get out of here. $200. If, you are, if you're listening to this and don't own a PlayStation 4, go get it. Or buy it for something. Why? What's, what's, what's drawing you here? I mean, I appreciate you. Thank you for coming. I mean, yeah, thank you. Please rate us five stars. But, like, I'm just interested. I you mean, know, I'm not talking shit. I just now want Joe, to. Joe, I'm not even lying to you. It's off because of the jokes. I know that for sure. Who wants that? <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. I, I might just buy it to have a second PS4. Um, funny enough, I was thinking about doing the same, Yeah, but, uh, oh, yeah. for streaming PC. purposes yeah, yeah, yeah. so that I have a dedicated rig for streaming yep. and, um, well that plan all went to yeah, hell. Yeah, yeah. So 
Um, <laughs> but you can get Call of Duty, and I'm actually going to kind of compare the, the sales right here. You can get it for 45 bucks at Target, but you can get it for 40 bucks on Best Buy. Yeah. So Call of Duty Modern Warfare, if you want to rage at your uh-huh. screen. Uh-huh. 35 bucks. this is the better sale at Target, for Borderlands 3, Monster Hunter Worlds, uh, Gears of War 5, and Need for Speed Heat. Yes, the game that's coming out today, if you just wait like two weeks, mm-hmm. you get it for pretty much half price. Yep. Okay? Dang. And, and Dang. I just yelled at you before. Target has control for $25. $25 for a game that is worth its full price, in my opinion. Yeah. And Go then Judgment and Catherine, I believe, I believe, do not, do not get me here. 30 bucks at Target, I know that for sure. But Best Buy, I believe, has it for like $3 cheaper. Uh, so Catherine at Best Buy is 25 and Judgment is also 25 at Best Buy. Okay, you're saving, you're saving money there. Yeah. So I'm I'm interested. I'm interested yeah. in Catherine because everybody says it's good, but I don't know. And if you haven't gotten Resident Evil 2 like myself, that is 15 bucks at both Target and Best Buy, yeah. um, which is a great deal. Uh, Best Buy also has God of War for $10, has Spider-Man Game of the Year for 15 uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 for 15 Devil May Cry 5 for $15. That's all at Best Buy. Target's mm-hmm. got, you know, CTR for 15 The Crash Trilogy for 15 bad game. And um, the biggest PlayStation bundle deal yeah. in my eyes. Yes, that console is amazing. But yeah, at this point, bucks. at this point, Jesus. there's a lot of PlayStation 4s out there. But yeah. you know what? There is not a lot out there that people need. What's That's that? a PSVR. So their Target has a PSVR bundle for $199.99, 200 bucks. You get the new and improved VR uh, version 2 with the the better um, sliding thing thing of a bobber, I whatever. Um, <laughs> you should be with, their advertiser. With, <laughs> can you can you imagine me on the E3 stage? Yeah, we got this new thing of a bobber. It makes it slide in real nice. <laughs> Oh. Or some shit. I don't know. Uh, but On this, the next thing. <laughs> but this bundle for, for PlayStation yeah. VR for 200 bucks, it will get you Resident Evil 7, Astrobot, Everybody's Golf VR, PlayStation Worlds, and Skyrim. All mm. for 200 bucks. If you are on the fence of VR, this is the bundle to get. Last year they had yeah. the really cool bundles where you can get like Beat Saber and... Moss maybe bundled together or Trover and Beat Saver, whatever it was. But this you're getting five games. One is Resident Evil 7, which Joe loves. Astrobot is another really great game for VR. Amazing. You need Skyrim on every device possible. Uh, PlayStation yeah. Worlds is like what you need to show people uh, what VR is all about. That's super cool. And everybody's golf VR is is really, really fun. It's it's awesome. That that is yeah. the PlayStation deal of Black Friday, I think, right now. Mm. Uh, yeah, this is, it's amazing. Again, PSVR, we love it here on yes. the Trophy Room. We're big supporters of it. Um, with, with that said, I, I actually got to try the Oculus. Uh, Ooh, just I'm the jealous. Oculus, not the Quest. Yeah, yeah at, at the Extra Life uh, event, I was playing Beat Saber. Yeah. It's like playing a different game. That's oh. how better it is. Uh, yeah. I, the depth I, yeah. of field is just apparent. Mm-hmm. It is the frame rate smooth. The resolution is amazing. But again, that's like 500, 600 bucks. For 200 yeah. bucks, you get your foot in the door with an amazing yeah. uh, piece of hardware as well. But yeah, and man. Before before we, we move on from these Black Friday deals, um, this is for you Xbox Drive family. Uh, no, get them out of here. Uh, 
I'm seriously thinking about buying an Xbox One with this Target deal. Uh, 200 bucks gets me the sad edition uh, with yeah, Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, yeah. You'd be sad. I'll be sad playing Xbox because I've never yeah. had one before, and I this is a, probably too good of a deal to pass up. So no, you you could pass it up. Yeah. Who knows? Honestly, if I if I if I'm going head to head, what's the better bundle? Mm-hmm. Hands down, it's the PlayStation. And I'm like, listen, oh, I yeah. I bought an Elite controller the other day. Okay, Fool. Series Two on Magic <laughs> Games. Check it out. I'm not being a fanboy at this point, but it's just like you're literally getting at least two of the best games this generation absolutely for you know on a console for 200 bucks versus the sad edition which is you don't even have a disc drive you know that's mm. i mean unless you just want solely for game pass which is probably what i want at this point yeah sure but like other than that i don't feel it's worth it i really don't i like my disc drives with that kyle what up? that's been the trophy room man yeah you know what can i can i be real with you I be said at the real. beginning of the show I had a nasty attitude. Always be real. This this episode helped cheer me up. I Good. Really need this. I'm happy. Yeah. Guys, gang, listen. Um, you can first and foremost, let's pimp out Kyle's stuff, the extra life. Go for yes. it, Kyle. So uh, you can follow all my updates for this weekend probably over at ninja 73 on Twitter as well as at KindaNYC on Twitter. Um, like I said earlier in this episode, we are streaming over at Twitch.tv slash KindaNYC this Saturday, November 9th, starting at noon Eastern time. Um, we're just going to be playing games for 24 hours. We've got some cool games we're going to play, Killer Queen Black. Uh, I'm going to try to win a Tetris 99 game in the wee delirious hours of the night. Um, you know, Towerfall. We're gonna do like some board games. Uh, uh, Jackbox. It's just gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna, I'm gonna hopefully platinum Borderlands on stream. We're gonna try to tackle that Maliwan, uh, uh, last circle of slaughter live for you all. So come check that out. Um, it's just gonna be a whole lot of fun, and we've got a tons of things to give away. So donate whatever you can over at tinyurl.com/slash kinda nyc 2019. And if you can't, just share it with your friends and, um, Let's raise money and hashtag kick cancer in the balls. <laughs> I was going to do that for you. <laughs> thought you were going to forget. Nope. I love it. Yeah, man. First and foremost, do that. I want to thank everybody uh, that makes this show possible over at patreon.com slash bad bit. And uh, I'm not, I'm listen, there's no sales pitch here. We need your support more than ever right now. Uh, if you like the, the video versions of this show, uh, please, please, please consider, uh, Dropping a dollar or two in there because, uh, yeah, it looks like the, the, again, being real, just dropping everything, the facade and everything. Um, the problem that we have not recording on the PC is we will not be able to, A, give you video version of the show because OBS runs just tremendously on the PC. Um, and we won't be able to have awesome guests on the show. So if you like people like Stephen Tilly on the show, you know, if you like the Iron Lords, if you, you know, want people like Derek from uh, SDGC on there, if you want awesome guests, please, please, please help consider uh, donating. It really does help. We are still doing the Road to Greatness, which if you are a $5 member, uh, next week will be the first episode of the Road to Greatness, where is it's a video game book club where every two weeks, me and Kyle will sit down with a section of the game and we're playing it together. So we're starting with Death Stranding. We're going to be doing the first four chapters. And every two weeks after, we'll be doing that together. 
So if you're a patron, come consider, or if you aren't, come consider uh, donating five bucks. Really just help us out. And join the little book club that we got going. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yay. With all that said, with all that out of the way, please find the show at iTunes or Google Play, SoundCloud, wherever there's an RSS feed service, Spotify. And now with all that said, and with all that out of the way, everybody keep your wits about you. Keep punting and keep playing PlayStation. Imagine us waving. (laughs) Imagine us waving.